There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Should be the Minnesota State Soup. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. That's my name, Biatches. What should be the state soup? Why are we of the uh, state of Minnesota? We're caring about is that a thing? Well, state soup. So thank you for asking. Heard of I, state birds. I don't know that it is officially a, a thing, but here's what I do know: two Minnesota lawmakers have introduced uh, bills, or uh, you know, have made suggestions about. Some soups okay. that Minnesota should be Great. adopting. Seems like a good use of taxpayer dollars. As the Minnesota state soup. Yeah. Uh, this current, the soup lobby is know. fully endorsing this. Listen, band. I'll sit in the soup lobby. Okay. No. All right. Uh, so, no. Uh, Rep. Mike Sundin of ESCO has introduced a bill to make the Minnesota state soup cream. Mm. Of lutefus. Uh, that that is not a soup. Okay, thank you. Who has ever had lutefus soup? I want you to do a rudimentary lutefus uh, ludicrous. I want you to do a rudimentary Google. Hit up the Googs here and cream look up of cream of lutefus soup, and tell me what you find. Uh, there is a dumb mug you can buy on Amazon that says Thorvald Cream of Lutefisk. That looks like a Campbell's. Yeah, which seems to yeah. be probably just a, you know, parody thing. I believe it's a joke because as a um absolute complete Scandinavian, I've never heard of cream of lutefisk. First nasty. of all, people barely want to eat the the lutefisk itself. That's not true. Um, you know, unless they're a thousand and they are extreme Norwegians. What are like you, you saying about me? You're I, extreme or Swede? No, I'm Norwegian. Me. I married. No, I'm Swede. saying Swedes oh, can also enjoy the fisk. Fact. That is oh my a, God, that you is got a real defensive. I did, because no, Norwegians and Norwegian. we do not like to be confused for each other. Uh, no. So cream of lutefisk soup, not a thing. But as I said, he's not the first lawmaker to have an opinion about what the Minnesota state soup should be. I don't. I'm I'm seriously like I'm still that's no. Last year, Representative Jim Nash of Waconia made a push for cream of mushroom to be the state soup. 
of okay, Minnesota. So I also take issue with this because that is not soup. Thank that is you. an ingredient uh-huh. in hot dish. So our state meal could be hot dish, right? Like tater tot hot dish. Agreed. Of which cream of mushroom soup is a constituent part. A fixture. But if nobody you will. prepares cream of mushroom. Now look people don't add us don't add us <laughs> i i i myself have made a cream of mushroom soup from scratch and it's quite good but nobody would attribute that to a specifically minnesota experience like you don't go to a restaurant in minnesota and get cream of mushroom soup more than you would anywhere else and it's true because we don't use it as soup no we use it as, as an ingredient a meal. it's an ingredient you take it out of the can and it goes that's the best part so, what would you say, Colleen, would be like the state of Minnesota well, soup? Because I don't think it's either of these yahoos. I do have a thought about that, but I would like to go to our listeners oh! first. By the way, 651-641-1071, what do you think Minnesota's state soup should be? Charles is on the line. Hi, Charles. Charles, what do you think should be Minnesota's state soup? Out of the question. Whoa. Chicken wild rice soup. Because we're a farm country. We're a farm country. Rice, grain, hey, chickens. All of it. Dairy. Yeah. It's all in there. Charles, yeah. can I tell you yeah. something? What's that? That is the one I think should be our state soup as well. I think exactly. that's... Exactly. That's what... Team it, Cobra. Yo, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Charles. Thanks, Charles. And yes, um, people have been saying this on Twitter as well. Panda said the state soup should be the one that also contains the state grain wild rice yes. soup. Yes. So, yeah, it should be wild rice soup, even though I am not the hugest fan of chicken wild rice soup. It's good, but a lot of times they serve it and it's really, like, lumpy and overly, like, gelatinous. Okay. I Like, I like a creamy or thinner soup. You know what? I don't disagree with you. And actually, I do. I, I like a more brothy chicken wild rice. Yeah. Experience, but nobody asked me. Let's go to Jody because Jody has been waiting. And let's ask Jody, what do you think the Minnesota State soup should be? Hi, Jody. Hi. Cream of potato. Cream of potato oh. soup. And why would you why would you present that as the uh okay bye. No, she was not having it. All right. I think she was a prank. That was a prank call. Okay, bye. Let's go to Denise. <laughs> Hi, Denise. Denise, Denise, what do you think the Minnesota state soup should be? I agree with Charles. It should be chicken wild rice. We have people that farm that stuff here, so why wouldn't that be our soup? Agreed, Denise. Thank you for having the right answer. Uh, and thank you for your call. Uh, 651-641-1071. What do you think the Minnesota State soup should be? Let's go to Stephanie. Stephanie's holding. Hi, Stephanie. What do you think the state soup should be of Minnesota? Turkey. We're the biggest turkey suppliers. I've never... What? No. Turkey, turkey wild turkey, rice. That, turkey wild rice. Do yeah. people... Is that a thing? Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. I. You know what? I... I will hear your argument. I will hear your argument, Stephanie. Thank you for your call. I'll take it more than I'll take cream of dumb lutefisk. Again, not a thing. Cream of lutefisk soup is not a thing. And listen, this is what I'm actually afraid of. Okay. And you know, you should be afraid of this too. Somebody, some bougie uh, chef is going to be like, oh, 
I see the challenge, and they're going to magic up some cream of lutefisk soup, <laughs> and they're going to be trying to serve that to you and charge you no $22 well, a bowl. Let's start a restaurant. Hi, would you like some <laughs> fish jello soup? Can I interest you? It's a gourmet. It's like that restaurant that used to be in Spain, El Bulli. They'd serve you uh, iced foam. No. No, And I don't weird like things. Foam. And then they'd charge $500 for it. No. Business plan, guys. No. no. Business plan. Yeah. I, look... You know, everybody got their own soup feels. I ain't trying to get in the way of people's soup feels. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, I think the wild rice thing, because wild rice is so much a part of, you know, our state's culture, seems like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. More than, like, the button mushroom. More than the lye-soaked fish that, like, no. No, I don't want to mm-hmm. get those emails, so I'm going to stop there. Thank I'm just you. saying. Thank you. No. Bradley... <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> and I have actually eaten lutefisk and it was fine. Uh, by the way, okay, no, see, I was just going to, it is, it's good because you this, can put I'm butter not all over saying it. good. I said it's fine. It's not, you think it's going to be really bad and yeah. then it's. Then I'm not. like, oh, butter, thanks. Um, as no, the gelatin is dissolving in my mouth. I'm looking here to see, because I, I knew this was going to happen if I Googled Minnesota State Soup because what I wanted to know is. Is is that a thing? Like, is there an actual? I don't see do it. States on the have Googs. soups. Here's what I found on the Googs: Wild rice soup was proposed as the official state soup in 1998. I don't see that we've ever come to an agreement as um, a state on what our soup is going to be. Also, I know that the these kinds of conversations, fine, you know, like we all do. Like, you know, wouldn't it be nice if the state of Minnesota recognized us as the official? state midday radio show right i'd be here for that i feel like we could ask (laughs) i mean what yeah what do we (laughs) want to do yeah but i'm also aware that our state is dealing with some significant issues yeah and i just wonder in in the year 2022 how as an elected official you make the case that like your time is best served convincing people that the state needs an official soup Mm -hmm. and oh by the way it's one that nobody's heard of true Really quickly, I know that we have to go, but I did have some questions for you because I just learned some stuff. Do you know what the Minnesota State drink is? Let me guess. Minnesota State drink. Is it something like like a soft drink? It's just a beverage that you can drink that is liquid. Is it particularly Minnesota? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a Well, it's it's everywhere, but we in Minnesota like to water. own it. Tap water? Mm, milk. It's milk. I think you, you pronounce that incorrectly. Milk. Milk. There milk. you go. Yeah, that's, yeah. Minnesotans would say milk. 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 Uh, do you know what the it, Minnesota... Is it spelled M-E-L-K? Yes, it is, actually. No. Do you know what the Minnesota State uh, reptile is? We don't got reptiles. We have a Minnesota State reptile. It's probably like the Farfur Newt. It's the Blanding's turtle. Oh. Probably <laughs> Bland. Yeah, well, sounds about Emphasis right. Emphasis on the bland. Uh, anyway. Our turtle is bland. We have a lot of state what things. Else? Do we have like uh, a state sandwich? That That's a good question. I don't know, but I do know we have a state fruit. <laughs> Hi. Lingonberry. <laughs> My name's Bradley Trainer. I appear from noon to three on My Talk 1071. I would like to be the official state fruit. <laughs> There's a few others in line for that title, though, <laughs> that I'd have to duke it out with. And I feel like we can 
Reach out to folks. Actually, it does say right here on Google, Bradley Trainer. <laughs> it's not. What else? What is the state fruit? Oh, wait, lingonberry? No. Wait, no, no, no. It's not lingonberry. No. It would be, hold on, hold on, hold it, on. You're, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Mm-hmm. It's the Minnesota Honey Crips. Yes! Oh! Ding, ding. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, more state items. Just kidding. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, that. an update on Pirates of the... Carabinu, as Bradley Trainer would say, uh, is Johnny Depp going to be in it or not? We'll mm-hmm. find out after this on my talk one oh seven one. What is the future of Pirates of the Caribbean? Bradley Trainer has the details on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one oh seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And Bradley Trainer, what is the future? Yeah, so uh thanks for asking. I was reading this article in People yesterday about how uh, or what's gonna happen to Pirates of the Caribbean, which I actually quite I quite adore that series. But you know, um that was a long time ago. And um the future of this franchise is really up in the air, mostly because of Johnny Depp's um, career, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, who's the producer behind those films, is talking about not just Johnny Depp's future, but, you know, they've been talking to Margot Robbie, and that was, I think we've... I don't know, Holly, if you've reported that story, but I feel like we've talked about it or at least mentioned it at some point because that sounded vaguely familiar. Yeah, that's been around that for some uh, time. she was going to be in the lead role, which also a female led film. Kind of awesome, mm-hmm. right? So they're talking to Margot Robbie about it, and that would be a fun uh, direction to explore. Uh, but they did ask uh, Mr. Bruckheimer if Johnny Depp would return And he said, not at this point. The future is yet to be decided. Hmm. And that, to me, implies that the future has yet to be decided is probably code for the trial is currently underway. Yeah. And Hollywood, like uh, a lot of people, is perhaps concerned with the optics of... You know, this trial and Johnny Depp's career. So, you know, they might be waiting in part to see what happens with this defamation lawsuit. Yeah. uh, Wherein he's suing her for $50 million. You know, the thing that I keep thinking about is I, I know that in this moment, it feels like Johnny Depp's career is hanging in the balance. But what I also know about celebrity and about, um, our memories as consumers of celebrity is that they're pretty short. And so while it feels like Johnny Depp may never claw his way back into an important role, I just, I think time will tell. And I think Jerry Bruckheimer very, very clearly is saying, you know, we don't know what's going to happen next with this trial. I think that's what it sounds like too. But I, I think he also is smart enough to know that celebrities have been redeeming themselves. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
themselves since the beginning of Celebrity. Oh, evidenced by this headline from six days ago. Kevin Spacey, accused sexual harasser, creeps back into film with major role in historical drama. Exactly. Yeah. I so, rest my case. So a person who hasn't even had anything adjudicated. No. For or against, but has had multiple credible accusers uh, and ongoing investigations, a.k.a. ongoing trials, or I don't know where that last trial is in development. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But the the moral of the story being, yeah, Yeah. history is rife with... um, Redemption in Hollywood. Exactly. And our short memories. I mean, and it has happened so many times that even... I'm trying to remember, we just had a conversation about this recently, where we were talking about an actor. This might have happened off the air. And everybody was like, wait a minute, is that is that actor problematic? I seem to remember. And that's how we do it. We go, I think there's something about that person that I'm supposed to remember, but I don't remember it because you really only remember the last oh, thing that they Elgort. did. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes. And, I mean, the names are many. I Ansel Elgort, Army Hammer, yeah. um, uh, James Franco. Yeah. The list so, is long. And it's mostly men, like the the ones that are able to sort of claw their way back in this uh, public-facing career, usually that don't have, you know, lawsuits or c- convictions or, you know, because you look at somebody like Bill Cosby and he's not going to show up in Hollywood. No. Right? Like he's no, persona non grata. Yeah. But other bad actors who have not had an actual guilty verdict attached mm-hmm. to their name might have more of a chance. Yeah, but I will say this for uh for the on the part of Bill Cosby. I mean, he was redeemed time and time and time again as that was kind of an open secret in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And so he he sort of already had his redemption which, story. Which is why these cases are so important, mm-hmm. you know, the legal cases if they're able to be brought are so important because that really does, you know, I don't know, limit what they're able to do. Mhm. Absolutely. But I do think time will tell with Johnny Depp. And honestly, if the the fandom that is supporting him from outside of the courtroom in California is any indication. And inside. Um, I mean, literally yeah, the people true. in the courtroom. Yeah. I just, I, I don't see his career going down any type of drain anytime soon. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, celebrities behaving badly, we call them D-Bag. We're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And we have a name for them, and that name is D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. D-bag, thanks for asking, comes courtesy of one Holly Roberts today. And that D-bag is Lance Bass. Oh, he was my favorite in sinker. Not anymore, because the 43-year-old InSync member, uh, former, uh, impressed fans with his acting chops, according to Page Six, when he took to TikTok Monday night to reenact part of Amber Heard's oh. testimony in her ongoing court battle with ex-husband Johnny Depp. What? No, we're not doing that. Oh. No, uh... Literally, no. Look, I understand. I understand that when you are watching a big long trial, it gets a little monotonous, mm-hmm. and you might think you're funny, and you might have some funny reactions. But I would just like to remind you: this is a case wherein Amber Heard mm-hmm. alleges that she was 
physically and sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we should be uh, making fun of that Oof. or making Oof. light of it. Okay. Um, and, you know, 10 years ago, I bet everybody would. 20 years oh. ago, it would be constant fodder. Now, look, the doo-doo in the bed, to me, is a f- is fair game. Because it's a cockamamie story. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Literally caca mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, the photos, did you see the photos of him yeah, reenacting her I'm testimony? I'm like watching it uh, Like where she's live. crying. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. I just want to throw this on the table for everybody to consider. I think TikTok is like a, is full of potholes. And you need to be thoughtful when you are engaging in TikTok because it can seem very tempting to do the thing that everybody's doing on TikTok. And you need to use your noodle. You need to think all the way through it. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those instances, right? Like where the the bad thing is trying to pull you in and make you think you can be really funny doing it. But it don't go. Don't do it. Don't do it. In a clip that he captioned had to do it in honor of the trial starting back up, he is recreating a piece of her testimony wherein she is describing the first time Johnny Depp allegedly struck her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Ah, yeah. Don't do that! It's not good. And, yeah. Like, I, he again... He said, in honor of the trial starting back up, had to do it. And that's I, what I... No, yeah. you didn't have to do it, is my point. Is yeah. You didn't have to. And yeah. you should not have. Yeah, it's terrible... It's awkward and it's inappropriate and do better because look, I I like to make, you know, fun of bad things, meaning humor sometimes is a wonderful way of dealing with really difficult things, but not at the expense of someone else's trauma, even if, excuse me, even if you don't believe because I think a lot of people and I've seen this because this has happened and this is probably where the impulse came for Lance Bass is that a lot of people don't believe Amber Heard on the stand. A lot of people think that she is lying. And I guess if you believe that she's lying, well, then it's fair game to be like, oh, she's making a big deal out of something. And it's not real. Like, she's overacting, right? Mm-hmm. You've heard all of these things. Right. But that's not the point. The point is, it doesn't matter if you believe her or not. You are implying to people who are bystanders that you're not taking it seriously right? and, and that you don't listen to women when they say things. It's not that you can't disbelieve her. Uh, it's that you maybe don't need to make fun of her as a way to make a broader point about how we treat women when they make allegations of this nature. Right. The impact of it is bigger than what you believe you're doing yeah. in the moment. Yeah. Right. So use your brain, be thoughtful, <laughs> and don't just do the thing because it's the thing that people are doing. Yeah. Because and, you want attention. And boy, does he. Yeah. yeah. And again, look, I've done things for attention. I'm fully aware. But I have thought twice and three times and a hundred times. And if you would like chapter and verse, I can give you segments we've done in, in our show's past. That, that we would, would erase if we could. <laughs> that, well, thankfully, don't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, because you, when you know better, you, you do, do better. better. Mm-hmm. So true. Who's your D-bag? Thank you for asking. Um, I don't, you know, I gotta be, I gotta figure out who my D-bag is here. Oh. Is it Tom Cruise? Is it ITV? Okay. Or is it... It's a lot. Whoever thought it was a good idea to invite 
Tom Cruise to be part of the Platinum Jubilee. Oh, no, no, no. Because no, no. there's a lot here. He has really no queen. stepped in the Corgi's business. Um, he, as in Tom Cruise, is, as you know, as we reported here, on the, reported, the report of, uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show, he is uh, taking part in the Platinum Jubilee. And um, he used that to do what? Any Any ideas? Promote a movie. Exactly. And the fact that, okay, maybe the public is also a D-bag. The fact that anybody thought he wasn't going to use this opportunity to plug his upcoming Top Gun Maverick movie. Of course it's a plug. I mean, it's so obvious. (laughs) But apparently people are very, people in the UK are very disappointed with ITV because Tom Cruise used an interview on ITV uh, about the Jubilee to, by the way, we know it's Jubilee, leave us alone, don't add us, uh, about the Jubilee to promote his movie, Wait, Top okay, Gun Maverick. Wait, okay, walk me through this again. How is, okay. What? what's the... So, what, first of what? all, he's he did have a very short appearance where he introduced the King's Troop Royal Horse Artillery. Okay. And during that, he did not have enough time to promote his movie. So he just did what he was supposed to do, read his lines. But then he had a longer interview with Philip Schofield and Julie oh, yeah. Etchingham. From, uh, and uh, what's the name of that show? On ITV. Yeah. Yeah. They're on a show. Uh, it's a it's a fun show. It's it's kind of like the, um, it's it's like a morning show. It's like a breakfast show, yeah. as they like to say. The he UK. just came a breakfast out. chat show. Turns out, after all these years, he's gay, and he came out like on the air. It was a very oh, fascinating personal story. But anyway, Philip. Um, anyway, so t- not Tom Cruise, by the way. That was Philip Schofield no. that you were talking about. Um, he he apparently talked about his new movie, and in this longer interview, he's there to do the Pla- Platinum Jubilee. And he talked about his movie and the people in the audience were offended. And again, I say, I don't quite know who the, who the D bag is because why was he, why, I mean, why do you think he was, that's exactly why he was there. Right. Um, but you know, and if they didn't want him to promote his movie, then they should have chosen not him to do it. Also, he just should not be anywhere near the queen. The queen is the head of state. She's the representation of the United Kingdom. And I don't know that the state of the United Kingdom wants to be associating themselves with an individual who has been, you know, intimately intertwined with an organization that internationally has been criticized for all manner of things, Mm -hmm. including but not limited to kidnapping. So, like, it's just a weird world we live in oh boy is it ever now i do also want you to know that apparently upon his um arrival he has created a ton of chaos tom cruise that is apparently he decided to ignore protocol on sunday and walk through windsor um he was as i said taking part in the queen's platinum jubilee celebration at home park in in this historic UK town, but instead of being driven, he decided to walk through, and he was mobbed by fans. Now I would say that was on purpose, right? To create oh yeah a stir around him. 
Uh, but Philip Schofield said that Tom is a class act, but that there have been many chaotic scenes since he arrived in Windsor. Hmm. I just, he's doing what he knows to do in order to get attention for his Tom Cruise movie. is cruising. He's just mm-hmm. cruising. He's just doing him. I will say he looks way better. Okay. that I was going to bring that up because... Remember when I didn't recognize him because he didn't look like himself? Yeah. Now I don't recognize him as the person I didn't recognize. Yeah, he looks very much like himself. I so wonder if that's his hair. Worked. I don't know. Oh, so so. Plugs? No, you know, I assistance. bet. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet there's some artificialness in there, but it looks great. Yeah. His hair looks amazing. It's perfectly windswept. No, he, he does looks, look good. He looks young. He looks young. He looks uh, and fresh. better than he did previously. Yeah, yeah. Um, also I've read that Top Gun Maverick has amazing reviews. I I don't care about And Rotten Tomatoes. It's like an unprecedented, mm. like it's supposed to be so good. Great. We're happy for you. I just want you to know. I look forward to your review. Yes. Are you going to actually give us a movie review, Colleen? Probably when I get around to it. The only movie that I care about at this moment is also related to the Queen, and it's Downton Abbey, which premieres this weekend, and I cannot wait. Are you going? Oh, yeah. Wonderful. I can't wait to hear that one. Yeah. I still haven't seen the first movie yet. What? I know. Oh. I know. I'm the worst. Anyway. First, The Crown. I'm almost done with it. No, you're not. You haven't even finished the first season, so... I'm working on it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of movies, um, there is a question about whether or not the film Rust, Mm. which we will get into why that has been in the news, um, whether or not that should be completed, whether they should complete the movie Rust. We'll talk about all the details around that and whether or not we think it should be completed when we come back after this on my talk 1071 a little bit thank you Holly. this is the Colleen and Bradley show my talk 1071 I'm Colleen Lindstrom that's Bradley trainer hi hi uh, so here's the question for us to kind of you know wrestle with and chat about in this moment um, should the movie rust be completed oh yeah that's a good question so um as you'll remember the movie rust the reason that we know about this rest this western movie that uh starred alec baldwin that was also being produced by alec baldwin and his uh production partner um i believe the name is angel negum um anywho those two uh were producing this movie alec baldwin was starring in it and Helena Hutchins, who was the director of photography um, behind the camera, was accidentally shot and died during the making of this movie. It is still presently under investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe there are at least there's at least one, if not two suits being brought against the production team yeah. for that movie. And um th- Alec Baldwin's partner, production partner, Anjul Negum, is in Cannes where they are shopping a new movie called False Awakening. Okay. In their new, newly formed production company. Okay. So after Rust was done, they formed a new production company. Same people, 
different name, and they are shopping around a movie right now trying to get it made. And so during an interview, Alec Baldwin's production company partner said that he really hopes that as a way to honor Helena Hutchins, they will complete the movie and distribute it. Yeah. I mean, it seems obvious that they would want to finish this project. Whether or not there's an audience for it remains an entirely different question. You know, it's it's so... I, I just... My first feeling was, oh, I don't know how I feel. They don't have any plans. I should say that. Um, he did uh, clarify. He said that is his optimism, but that's not... There's not an actual plan. He said many of those who were involved had hoped to honor Helena by completing her last work. But at this point, it is just hope. Um, Alec Baldwin's people could not be reached for comment. And I was sort of surprised by that. I mean, my my immediate thought was, oh, I don't know that they should or can finish this. Yeah, movie. certainly not until we find out if there's going to be criminal prosecution, because that would be a little awkward. But Yeah, I mean, I think that that was part of what I was thinking about, is the fact that they still have active investigations underway and we don't know when that will wrap up we Mm -hmm. don't know how that will turn out yeah um but also i'm thinking about you know on the one hand the way he puts it it's helena hutchins uh, helena hutchins final work and at the same time it will always be the work that she was in the middle of when she lost her life. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, what's I feel like, no, I don't like that idea. It doesn't. Uh, here's what I, the only caveat to that I would say is if her family gave it the blessing, you know, if her fan, if it was, if, if it felt important to her family for them to complete it as yeah. her final work, then I would say, then who am I to have an opinion about, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. who would I be to have, you know, strong opinions about it. But in general, I just, I I don't know. There's something that feels gross about it. Well, of course. I mean, somebody was killed on set. So, I mean, I don't think that's particularly vague. It's, it's very unfortunate. It's terribly tragic. And, uh, you know, there have been other films, I guess you just look back and see what other films have done whenever there's been a death on set. I mean, many times those films go on and, you know, it's usually a, a sort of an asterisk at the end of, you know, the story, like, by the way, this terrible thing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, any one film is made up of a bunch of people, and I imagine there are a bunch of interests that would lead uh, people to want this film to be made in the end. I guess I'm pretty agnostic about it. Like, I, I could see a case wherein, you know, it's uncomfortable and nobody wants to go forward. Uh, but I could also see a case where people are like, well, we have a movie to finish, and, you know this was a tragedy and it's being dealt with, but I don't know that that needs to stand in the way of the film being produced. I mean, again, I'm not opposed, but I, I don't feel particularly strongly either way. If I had been, and I don't even want to put myself in that position because you right. can't, you just can't do that. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's a little, I, I, I don't want to pretend to know what that would feel like. Yeah. So, because I could imagine where you'd feel like I don't, I don't want anything about that experience to go forward into the world. Well, there's also this but real... I'm particularly superstitious. So. Right. There's also the sin, sin... sin What's the word? I don't know. I'm try, Cynical. Cynical. Yeah. That's the word. Cynical piece of me that feels like they will use 
sort of the sensationalism of the story surrounding it to put like to promote the movie in oh, a way. I would hope not. Well, I would hope not either. But uh, you know, either people are. I, I, I just. I, I my concern is that people will want to or they will want people to want to see it because of the controversy that's already surrounded it and that that will be a means by which they'll push it out i just don't i don't yeah, i would trust... hope not because i don't know who that would benefit i mean if you think about alec baldwin for example like he's not going to want people to be thinking about the thing <laughs> that right. he was responsible for so insofar as he's one of the people making this film i would imagine the last thing he wants to do is have people think about this i would imagine alec baldwin which wishes this entire thing would just go away well because he's acting as though you know i mean he's acting that way right well as evidenced by the fact and i'm sure that there are real practical reasons for this but the same production team that was working on rust or the same producers the team of him and his production partner they changed the name of their uh, their entertainment company to Persona Entertainment, and they are right back out there trying to get another movie yeah. made. Well, this because one- they don't want right, they don't want that old name to be like coming out of the mouth and people are like, oh, that's the one, right? That's the company. Well, and I wonder if there aren't legal reasons too that they would be trying to protect mm, any money that be. they make on the new under the new name. Mm-hmm. Um, but this new movie that they're shopping around is called False Awakening. And it's described as a psychological thriller, and it will star anyone? Alec Baldwin? Of course. Yeah. As a psychologist who helps the main character navigate sleepwalking episodes that interfere with his life. I mean, again, Alec Baldwin wants this to go away ASAP, so he's just moving and shaking. And, you know, like, this is just, it's, until there is some finality, there's some closure, there mm-hmm. is some resolution with the legal matters, I think it's it's still, it's just always going to be awkward. Well, I also wonder if given kind of the, the heat that they're under, because, you know, part of what they're being investigated around is some of the, the cost cutting measures and um, not well-regulated practices that were in place on the set of Rust that um, I start to wonder if they think that people will want to work with their production company, uh, given what we think we might know about how they ran the production of Rust. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Oh, for sure. And so they do say, though, that they believe distributors will be interested in this new movie and that they can uh, go on and, and, and make a new movie, uh, same people, different name, um, and that they hope that they'll be able to go back and also finish Rust. Yeah. I mean, more shall be revealed. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I don't feel like, I don't think there's probably a very good chance. I don't either, uh, but... Especially if somebody is held criminally liable. I mean, that's just going to bring a whole new breath of air into the story in a way that I don't think it would behoove them to like, hey, you want to come see this movie? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that that would be good. I do not like it. I do not like it. Anyway, they are, as as I said, still um, investigating the shooting. And like you said, more will be revealed. And, you know, we will read the report of the report <laughs> as it comes through. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Bradley, do you want to set up our question? Yeah, this is a very easy question. What's your dessert in? And by that I mean, what's for dessert? No, literally, uh, our weeknight, not over the top, 
uh, sweet treat situation after dinner is getting kind of stale and boring. And I know you guys do all sorts of fun things out there. So instead of asking you our typical, like, what's for dinner, we're going to ask you, which, by the way, is also a great question. Mm-hmm. And you always have come through for us. What you dessert in? That's the question. 651-641-1071. I want to hear some yummy, but like, you know, I mean, sure, cake, great. I'm all for cake. But if there's anything if like... pie? A pie, not my favorite, but... <laughs> If that's what you eat on weeknights for your dessert, I'm here for it. I just want to hear what you guys are eating for desserts. 651-641-1071. What kind of dessert are you shoving in your pie hole uh, after you eat on a weeknight? Bradley Trainer is wondering what you dessert. I need ideas. It's all about just... It's self... It's... It's, My menus are boring. You're creating a list. Yes. When we come back, we'll take your calls. What are you eating for dessert? 651-641-1071. After this on My Talk 1071.